0: Now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strangers to the game. Adjust to listen to the listening devices and keep it live Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, coming in. Yeah,
1: Black, I just wonder when. Yeah. L.A. B.B. Who
0: running with? Yeah. two, two, three, three. I'm on 10 again. Yeah, State your name. Hello and welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. Uh, for this week's episode, we're really going to be kind of doing a part two to last week's episode on technology. Um, but first, like usually, we want to check in, um, just see how we're doing, things like that. Um, once again, new year, still here at home. Let's talk a bit, a bit about, you know, we just did a goal-setting session. and We don't want to get too far into it, but <laughs> just kind of things that we're looking forward to trying to accomplish here in the next year.
1: You know, for me um – kind of base my goal setting around a theme of uh, being intentional being courageous and, and most of all being happy so that all those three things I think are necessary to be able to execute because sometimes things all come up that'll require you to either think outside of the box or do something you're uncomfortable with and then you know you have to have the courage to take that step or take those actions and being intentional getting up every day Focus to get something done, to do something so that you can accomplish those goals and ultimately, you know, being happy because, you know, if you're not happy in life, you know, it makes it pretty challenging to continue on in a positive way and really be effective. So those are the things for me as well as specific goals, you know, um, budgeting, uh, making some prudent investments, uh, just staying healthy mentally physically, emotionally, and spiritually, you know, making sure that I stay healthy in those ways, exercise, eat right, you know, do the necessary things to keep my spirit um, lifted um, and just emotionally, you know, stand engaged and uh, on top of things. So for me, those are some of the things that I'm looking forward to to 2021 and accomplishing, you know, those tasks and goals.
0: Yeah, for me i mean i'm not a big goal setter i think we've discussed that briefly on a a previous episode (laughs) but for me i I definitely have you know baseline expectations and that are measurable for myself but i wouldn't say those are my goals because they're just what i expect to meet Um, i think for me my goal in any situation and anything i'm trying to do is just to go out and give my best whatever that may be Uh, once again there are expectations that i expect to meet but in terms of a goal i've never set what i have but recently i have tried to stray away from setting specific measurable goals um and just to shoot for whatever you know the maximum is for myself who knows what that may be um we disagree on that but we don't have to get too far into that (laughs) yeah uh but nonetheless i'm excited for 2021 and just to keep trying to strive to do much better as a person athletically you know academically financially you know whatever it may be so um, but for today's episode, we're once again, piggybacking off of last week's episode and the technology. Um, we kind of, <laughs> we didn't mean to sound like Debbie Downers. we kind of got, uh, you know, stuck up into the negative aspects of technology and how we see it kind of going down a, a dark path and somebody needs to do something to, to stop that. And that's very true. But there are also many positive aspects of the technology we're creating in nowadays, I mean, throughout history. Um, but for, you know, our current place, can you give us some of the po- it positive aspects of technology that you see?
1: Well, uh, the positive aspects, um, you know, allowing us to be more efficient, you know, allowing us to expand some of the things we do to address some of the concerns and issues, such as climate change, such as illnesses, um, such as how we interact with, you know, doctors yeah. and the... Um, you know healthcare industry now over the last several months with COVID being uh, in 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 effect you have now video conferences with your doctor instead of having to go into the office you know you have a conference with them um it's a little different but you know if it's something that's not too you know serious it allows you to be able to meet with the doctor without having to go in. You've got this, you know, um co-pay. you're sitting in the lounge and waiting. So I think that makes it a lot more efficient to be able to do it that way. Uh, as well as just, you know, being able to function, you know, making life a little easier. I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to take advantage of that, as well as the new influx of jobs and opportunities um, that I think are going to be interesting, exciting and fun and you know provide us with you know opportunities to change the world in a way that i think could be you know light years ahead of where we are right now
0: yeah i mean it's funny because we were talking about it last time we mentioned that it's really all about intent with you know the technology creating and so since the beginning of time technology has been created to make lives more convenient to make tasks easier to do so on and so forth And until recently, it has kind of made a switch to where certain companies, not all of them, but certain companies have tried to make it predatory and use aggressive capitalism and and make all their technologies just a ploy to make a lot of money. Um, But like we said, there are plenty of things and technological advancements that I think have that positive intent that are trying to make life easier for people, make things more convenient, help people save money or help people stay healthy, whatever it may be. Um, And so there are a lot of companies like that, um, and that's good to see, but in a specific aspect, how do you think technology or some of the positive aspects of technology are changing lives for the better currently?
1: Well, I would say in education, you know, now you can have where I can go online and get a degree from an institution that's back East, where I would typically in the past have to actually live there, relocate, (laughs) but with online and distance learning that allows you to engage and take courses um, in a place that you're, you know, several thousand miles away from. Technology in terms of um, communications has really improved, you know, where we can literally see each other daily. Whereas in the past, hey, if you are in, you know, two or 3,000 miles away, there's no way for me to see you now. And we can FaceTime, we can Zoom, we can stay connected in those ways that we couldn't um, previously, you know, so from a social and family, you know, interaction, it helps, you know, from education, it helps Um, all the ways around in which we interact with each other. Technology has made it a little more efficient and possible to do things that we weren't able to do, you know, years
0: ago. Yeah. That connectivity is key. And I think, from a social aspect it has a lot, but from a professional and even like you said, a health aspect, being able to communicate with people across the world, is just gonna have tons of benefits um, that are gonna make lives better for people everywhere. That connectivity is something that's key for us as humanity. Um, to go back to last episode, we discussed how It's seen, you know, a lot of the new social media and some of the technology can be unhealthy for our youth um, and, you know, can be seen as a negative because the way they're interacting on social media and other, you know, things that the use of technology is harming them. But there is, I think, a positive aspect in terms of the way we can engage youth through technology. And I know you have interesting, you know, views on that. Can you go ahead and let me know or... Talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, I think one of the things it does is it allows you to dream again. You know, I was watching something not too long ago and I don't care, was on care when he was doing some presentation or lecture and he said something that was really interesting to me where he said that what if we put out, you know, a call for you to come up with a way to dismantle guns? Yeah. You know what I mean? To where now that whole idea of being shot in violence, police brutality, those things, if you had a mechanism or a way to dismantle those guns, and I know that's a far fetch, but that's an idea to get our kids to begin to think and begin to look at ways of solving our problems that they realistically can. You know, we have the technology, we have the means, it's just a matter of us investing in those opportunities for them to explore and giving them those opportunities. Like the uh, documentary we watched the other night with um, Tinker Hatfield. Mm -hmm. He's the guy who designed many of the Jordan shoes. Um, And so he's the one who's, you know, responsible for a lot of iconic shoes that came out over the last several years that Jordan wore and that Jordan brand. And he just came in and, you know, one of the things that he said is that he looked at athletes and their feet and how, you know, their shoes, you know, were tied so tight and the stress that it puts on them. But he said, what if we had a shoe that was able to, you know, conform, contract, and then expand as the athlete's foot is needed to, for it to do that. And, you know, he came up with this idea where you had a shoe that was basically, you um, you know could tie itself yeah, tie but its it could laces. just tie its own laces and yeah. adjust as you know needed for the um the athlete and those are the type of things that really excite me because it allows us to think beyond what's currently here and imagine something that you know no one probably ever thought about and expanding our horizons and our opportunities to you know evolve as you know humans as an industrial company country a world and just to make things you know a lot more proficient and efficient for us
0: yeah and it's it's funny because like we talk about connectivity um but also the influence that you know social media and technology has on our youth because they're on it so often which is one thing we do need to change but if they are going to be on there i think it can be used as a tool to allow them to be first of all make their voices heard Second of all, allow them to be a part of the change and some of the innovation that's going on. Right. And two, since you are, you have the attention and influence of such a large group of youth. Hopefully, you can use that positively and and, and positively impact their lives, and in turn, positively impact your future because those are you know the next generation.
1: Yeah, and I, I always you know look at it and say if you have someone who's really a gamer and they love playing video games, you know I you know instead of arguing and complaining about how much you're on. The- computer and you playing these video games well let's look at these video games from a different perspective let's look at how they're designed how they're created and maybe you be- can become someone who creates and design these games not just a consumer of the game but now you can influence the industry based on creating things that you see now not only are you doing something you love but now you have the opportunity to get paid to do that create a career create a lifestyle that you want and still do something that's You know, fun, you know, one of the things I always say, and I've said it to you plenty of times, if you have someone who can get paid to ride a skateboard, you know, and there's, you know, it's a sport and these guys do some amazing things. I said, there's not very many things that you can't do where you can't make a life or make a living doing it. And so find those things that they're gravitating to and allow them to engage in it from, the designer level from the marketing level. So now I can see it not only as a consumer, but as a producer and as someone who can create the type of technology that you're gonna be using in the future and that may change the
0: world. Yeah, and I, and I think in this country and in this world, we do have, we've discussed many times, a lack of access to capital and wealth. But one thing that technology has allowed is access to knowledge, um, greater, much greater access to knowledge you know, books that you, I mean, thousands and thousands of books that are online that you probably wouldn't have access to in in your area or physically, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, YouTube, we call it YouTube university in this house, because there's endless amounts of things you can learn from others. I think that access to knowledge is going to be key. And it's a real positive impact of once again, that connectivity and allowing people a space to share all the knowledge that they've gained in their lives. And that's going to be huge for um, the youth. Um, But one thing that I've, I've found interesting is we've talked about this um, is the jobs. So a lot of jobs have become automated because technology has consolidated. A lot of the things we you know, used to need to either manufacture or maintain or whatever, it's all kind of been condensed down to a cell phone or, you know, it's not, it's not as much, you don't need to buy as many products because it's not consolidated, which means that we've consolidated a lot of jobs. Uh, but you've, no- you've noted that there's actually a lot of jobs being created by technology. How does that balance work out?
1: Well, if I understand it correctly, um, and I don't have the number in front of me, I wish I did. But for every job loss, there is, you know, a certain number of jobs that are being created as a result of technology. You need, like, for instance, everything that we're doing now is going to become digital. So with people hacking and being able to get into your phones, your computers, that creates a problem. So you need cybersecurity. You need individuals who can go in and prevent those things from happening. So those are jobs that are being created as a result of that. You need people that can make the repairs to the computers, the technology, the robots, all these different things who can, you know, make sure that they function and work properly. Yeah. So there is a lot of areas in which technology is going to produce many, many more jobs. Here's the challenge right now, particularly as people who are probably middle age are losing those jobs. It's transitioning from doing something that you probably did with your hands or manually to going into technology in which most middle aged people are intimidated by. Yeah. And being able to take courses, get certifications to transition into that world to where now I can make a living whether it be cybersecurity, whether it be coding or whatever the case may be. And I think that's where the bigger challenge is, is making that jump from doing something that is far different from something that now you're going to have to do to make a living. So I think we got to plug that gap and create those programs or make those programs more accessible so that people can make those transitions.
0: Yeah. One thing that worries me about that, though, is Luckily, I am I think I'm in an industry that'll never go out of business, which is business. There'll always be things to sell, advertise, you know, market, do things, things like that. But if you are like, if your passion is mechanic, you know, you like tinkering things with, with your hands and that, you know, that industry becomes automated. And yeah, there are obviously opportunities to design and do things like that. But it, it are we losing a lot of fields that people that are good for a lot of people, that are that are people's passion?
1: You know, I, I think on some level, but at the same time, I think there are still many opportunities for people to do things with their hands. The creative stuff um, that people, I mean, building homes is becoming a little more technical, but those are still things that you have an electrician, you have plumbers, you have framers um, that can come in and do these things that are necessary maybe down the road in the future that may change. Yeah. But as of now, I still think those are valuable skills because, you know, you need someone to understand how this thing works, how it connects. You know, when you plug everything together, does it work the way it needs to work? And if it doesn't, who does that troubleshooting, you know, and and those type of things. So I think the, the human touch is definitely necessary. You know, as we expand and we continue to go down this road, you know, where that leads us and how the balance of hands on versus more technical, visual, and seeing things from a computer or a phone, you know, you know, I don't know what the the ultimate outcome. I'm hoping that it's balanced enough to allow us to continue with that human touch and don't consume us to the point of where, you know, everything is touch screen.
0: Yeah. I think some like irrational fear I have is like the industrial revolution where, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but most, you know, the young men were going to work in factories and luckily they could support families and it actually had a lot of benefits. But I think about me as an individual, if you forced me to go work in a factory, I'd be miserable. You know what I mean? And so as we move towards a lot of jobs being, you know, confined to the technology sector, you, ha- you know, you have to be able to work with the computer, you have to be able to do these things. I think for most people, that's not probably not a problem. It creates a lot of jobs, and I think it kind of evens the playing field a little bit. But for those, I'm not a huge technology person. That maybe I'm, I'm scared that like we'll be in the, working in these big warehouses, everybody sitting at computers doing cybersecurity, and it's like, is that where we're headed? And if it is, I think it has its benefits, like I said. But I also am afraid that just we lose a little bit of the individualism of everyone working with their hands and being able to take trades and crafts that you know you can support a family with that's not necessarily the new thing or the new well i
1: mean at this point i don't see it happening that way because when you think about the influences on social media i mean these are just people who are sitting around doing things that they enjoy a hobby that they have and they got millions of followers in which they're getting paid because they influence people and then the business world the companies marketers come and say hey you have influence over a million people You've kind of done our work for us. These are people who like certain things, they're gonna look at a certain product to buy, and boom, we'll pay you because you've already done the hard work. You got their attention, and we'll pay you X extra amount of dollars as long as you keep your viewership up and your following up, it makes our job easier. And it allows people to be creative. It allows people to do things that, you know, who, who would imagine? I mean, like I said, we talked about when your mom was working on her, her doctorate. I remember coming in and she had the computer on and there was a lady was just sitting there. The lady's sitting on the computer studying a little bit of music and she's studying with her. I'm like, what, what you looking at? Oh, well, she studies and I'm just studying and that's just, I don't know how many viewers this lady had. I'm just like, wow, that's a unique idea. Why didn't I think of that? You know, so things like that, you never know with now as more people become engaged and have access to technology, you're going to have probably four or five billion people who you can have access to, who you can market to, who you can sell products to. So I think you will still have that individuality, and and just being able to find different ways of being creative to access and uh, you know correspond with different people. Yeah,
0: I think it's 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 cool. And one of the positives that come out of that too is as a lot, I mean, a lot of the jobs that we have or that are technology driven, I think a lot of people, a lot of times I see people can do them a lot faster. They can consolidate their work and they have a lot more free time. And with that, um, it seems to be, there can be a lot of positives that come out of that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some studies done, um, you know, in recent years that said the average person works probably three and a half, maybe four hours a day. You're in the office, but how productive are you really other than being there? And so with the technology, which allows you to be more efficient and effective, like even now with COVID, right? You know, you have people now that are moving throughout the country who don't need to be in a certain location to work because the technology allows them to do their job from anywhere. And I think that's going to open up communities and places where like here where we are in in the um, Coachella Valley, where property values are rising because people are moving here. It's a lot more cost effective and less congested. And now I can still do my work. And if I have to commute to LA or San Francisco or wherever, every so often, it's still not as bad as commuting and living in that congestion for those who kind of got tired of it or the cost of living In a place like that where you got a one-bedroom apartment it's probably 3500 dollars. you can buy you know four or five bedroom house where your average mortgage will be you know 2500 give or take so there is um,
0: opportunities from an economic standpoint for people to live a better quality of life well with that being said what are the potential positive impacts for our community for this
1: community property values go up so if you're a homeowner and you own property that's good you know the value of your property has increased if you're renting and you're on a lower end of the economic ladder, that can create problems now because now prices of everything is going up. The cost of living is going up. And if your wages don't go with that, you know, that's going to create some challenges, whether it be more homelessness, whether it just be people having to, you know, live more difficult lives, work more jobs. So those are the things that I see that could be, uh, uh, you know, uh, negative as it relates to this.
0: One thing that I find interesting and I'm, I guess as a worry is as these things become more automated and we talk about technology kind of taking over a lot of the job market, uh, that requires an education background in science, technology, engineering, and math, which people of color and you know, lower socioeconomic status don't necessarily have access to. We've seen you know, throughout history. I, I guess I fear that gap widening because now the job market is leading towards that. And the people who are getting educated in those fields are people with greater socioeconomic status. Those with lower socioeconomic status have less access to it, so they're falling even more behind. What I mean, what is the not the solution, but is that something that you should we should worry about? I think it's something that we can look at and if
1: those everything is moving in that direction or a considerable amount of our economy is moving in that direction, just like we started an educational system to train factory workers and those type of things. The system or the educational process is being we re, must re, the word I'm like, realigned to address those needs. It just has to be something that we be intentional in our communities to say, "Wait, these are things that we have to have." not just to reading and writing, but we need to understand this technology, the impacts of it, to be able to make the designs or code, or to at the very least understand the magnitude of it, so that we don't be negatively impacted by it. Yeah. But we can be those out on the forefront, making the changes and producing the nice the, the, the revenue and generating the resources that we need to sustain ourselves and live a quality life
0: that we desire. I think- it's funny, this popped in my head just now. The movie Black Panther, where it depicted Wakanda, which was an African country, where they were the world leaders in technology. They had advanced technology that no one else in the world had seen or even visualized. And they had it, and they were, you know, years and years ahead in weaponry, and you know, agriculture, so many different aspects. And I think that's really cool. As people in this country, um, as, that's, and that's and that movie is reality. You know, people, you know, African countries for since the beginning of time have always been on the cutting edge of technology and innovation. Um, as we've been in this country, um, I think we, I wouldn't say we've fallen behind, but it's been difficult for us as a whole to be on the cutting edge of technology and innovation because we're always just kind of trying to make it, trying to survive. As I think we've reached at least somewhat of a point where you know a good portion of people are comfortable, how do we make sure, or I think not, not how do we make sure, but we have to make sure that we are thinking forward about what's about to come down the pipeline. And it's pretty simple. We're talking about it here, technology, things that are gonna be innovating. We have to make sure we're a part of that that process.
1: Right, I think we have to look at what are the things that are gonna impact our lives negatively? What are the things the next five to 10 years that if these things happen, they're gonna be detrimental to us? And then we look at how do we solve those problems What are the resources we needed? What are the skills we need? What are the education we need? So that we can prevent those things from happening and not only prevent them, but we create something that's going to provide us with opportunities. You know, not always on the defense, but now we can be offensive minded to say, now we want to create a whole nother environment. Let's think beyond the environment that we live in and let's create one that we desire. And I think that has been our challenges over the years in this country is that we've seen our conditions and the circumstances and we focused on that but I want to get to the point of where we're not just surviving what we're thriving so we're imagining worlds that are beyond what we can currently see and we can manifest those and execute in what we're doing in technology and the jobs and the actions and the steps that we're taking to create the world I mean you think the world we want I mean think about Disneyland somebody had to sit down and think man I would love to have a place where kids will come and families will come and they'll have rides and they'll have entertainment and they'll pay me a lot of money to come do it. Yeah. I mean, 100 years ago, that, that, caught, that, that, that probably was in when somebody was saying, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, that dude was probably at today's age, he'd probably been, you know, considered crazy. But we create our environment and our world through our minds and our imagination. And I think that's one of the things that being in poverty and living in the conditions that we've over the years, have limited us. So if we're in places where we can think and we don't have to worry about, I don't have nothing to eat, I don't have a place to stay. But if those things are taken care of and those are things I don't have to concern myself, I can think beyond my circumstances. Now I can think about stuff that's considered out of this world. And I think that's where we have to move to. And I think technology can allow us to move in those directions um, if we use it. Um, in the
0: right way yeah. using it. And and I think once again, going back to what I said, that access to knowledge is something that we haven't always had. So it should somewhat level the playing field. And I think we should be able to get into the game, if you will. And I think that's, that's something that's going to be key for us as a community, because it's there, you know, what I mean, the access to every, every, like you talked about last episode, every household has a laptop, has a computer, or at least a mobile device, you can find the information. It's just up to you to go make sure you get it and use it and wield it to your to your will
1: yeah and i, I look at the generations after me you know your generation and, and malia's generation and your generations are much smarter and and much more knowledgeable of things in in my generation there's things that malia knows at 11 that you know i'm just finding out you know i'm 50 <laughs> yeah. you know so those are the type of things that are exciting it's just being able to make sure we are Providing the proper direction and guidance so that that information is used in in a proper way and not misused because, you know, information is is nebulous. It's it is not neither good or bad. It's your intent and how you use it. And so sometimes being half informed or not informed at all or having information that you don't know how to process and utilize can also be dangerous. And so we want to be able to take information, process it, to use it in ways that's going to have a positive impact on us and the communities that we live in and the people around us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of the theme of these past two episodes in, on technology is that it's, it's there, it's available, it's, a, it's up to you to decide how you're going to yield or wield it. Um, like you said, it's, it's not necessarily good or bad, it's just up to the user. Um, Well,
1: let's let's take you, for example, and using the technology where you sell and trade shoes. So you may go out and buy a particular brand of sneakers and they cost you a hundred bucks. And as you watch the market, you may be able to sell it for 250 or 300 bucks or more. So that's allowing you to become an entrepreneur on a small scale. But imagine if you said, you know what, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to make a living doing this that could be a possibility for you. Yeah. You know, it's like say some shoes, you know, are valued at, you know, five, 10, $20,000, which to me, I, I still can't fathom. Yeah. It's just one of those things I'm looking at it because when I put when I go buy shoes, I'm intending on wear. Mm-hmm. For me, for many of you now, as you was explaining, it's kind of an art form. It's sort of a investment in something that can be, you know, increasing value that can be sold and bought, you know, over time. So, the, the sky's the limit, you know. I mean, when you were younger and you used to buy and sell phones. <laughs> so you've always been in that realm, but the technology allowed you to be able to buy those things at a discounted rate. Somebody's broken phone and you look and research and determine, or this is the problem of uh, this is the problem with the phone i can take it and fix it buy it for 20 bucks i can sell it for 70 bucks or whatever the case so those are a lot of opportunities that i see that will continue to happen um moving forward it's just a matter of us being you know tapped in and you know disciplined enough to say hey these are the opportunities i need to take advantage of
0: yeah yeah no definitely um like I said, these past two episodes, we've been talking about the positives, the negatives. I think there's a lot of dangers we need to worry about, but also a lot of positive things that we can look forward to and make sure that we take advantage of. Um, so, because this is our future at the end of the day. Technology, as every, as every generation before us, we're always advancing. Um, but even more than ever, you know, at the speed that we're going, we have to make sure we're safe, but also, uh, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us. So. I think that'll be a wrap on this episode. Um, Appreciate you for tuning in and uh, hope you're with us on the next one. Peace. All right. That'll wrap up today's episode. Glad we could take a moment to put you up on game. We post a new podcast every Sunday morning. Now you know. Peace. (laughs)